busy this time i've been busy yeah that's right i finally at our the new uh headquarters the little, new spatial yeah palace. a little more uh, you know a little bit a little better unfortunately you get the comfy chair i'll, I'll trade with you oh man. no it's fine it's like, unfortunately i could in our my, my basement the couches could not fit down the stairs oh, so that sucks so bad so i just have a pretty much a, a tv and a recliner in the basement. Oh, right now. now you have a reason to go shopping. Oh, yeah. So we'll eventually get something. But, yeah. Because so nothing finally, says fun like dropping another couple thousand after you've just bought a new house. Oh, yeah. Since I've already dropped a, a couple of thousand right. <laughs> since the air conditioner broke five days into the house. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It's been a ride. But we're happy somehow. But so besides that. Fortunately, not good news this time. Well, I mean, no. It, we, well, the finals just ended, and unfortunately, yep. the Blues did not get to the Stanley Cup finals. No, they didn't. Um, you know, I think that you look back on that San Jose series, and it became evident that the Blues were just tired. Uh, they were. You could tell they were spent. Like the third game in, I could tell when they're in San Jose when they you could tell that they were just had nothing left. Um, yeah. Before we get in too much, we'll get into it. So we're going to go over the San Jose series. Yep. Um, we'll go with the Blues so far off season news, which is a lot so far for only it's being been a pretty eventful th- couple weeks. Yeah. So we'll go over. Uh, it's been coaching changes, coaching additions, subtractions. Yeah. Uh, just right today, we're recording on the sixteenth. Uh, player signing that we didn't expect. Resigning, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. So let's go into. The San Jose series, where the, the Blues Western Conference Finals. Blues haven't been in there since 2001, where they lost in five games to the Colorado Avalanche, who were stacked back then. The, as I used to I refer to the them, team, yeah. I used to call them the Skating Gzi because yeah, they had. I was when Bork got traded there. They yeah. had like God, Forsberg, Sackett, Forsberg, Sackett, Patrick Wad, uh, Adam Foot. Adam Foot was still there. Yeah, Yui Krupp. Yeah, I love that name. Was that um, post Korea? Yes. No, Korea was after that because it was when Forsberg moved on to Philly. And then that's when him and Timu came over. And that was like, Jesus, they got a ton of guys over there. But uh, so the Blues lost in. So the Blues are going against the San Jose Sharks in the final. So you smoked Dallas in game seven. Yep. Feeling pretty good. I I think it wound up being really good after that game. I think the Blues were. According to this, I think it was like 60-something percent picked the Blues to win this series. Against San Jose? Yes. Uh, I remember On reading... On NHL.com, pretty much. I remember reading a lot of the insider stuff, and everyone thought that it was going to be a long series. But, yeah, more than half. Not much more, but more than half were picking St. Louis to win the series. Yep. So, Blues start off... Um, on a Sunday, I mean, it was May 15th. I thought if you can remember that far yep. back. It's almost a, over a month now. And uh, Blues take the first one 2-1. to one off Sloppy a, game. Yeah, Latero's goal was just the winner. Was just He came in on the left-hand side, just took a slide. As he said, he just closed his eyes and shot it. 
Yep. And it went by Martin Jones. Who, who I believe closed his eyes and tried to save it. Correct. And this went through him. So Blues take two to one. And you're like, okay, we got, we're at home. Yep. We took, we got that one, come out firing the next game. No. Incorrect. Cor- yeah, you're, you're right there. And the Blues get smoked oh. four to nothing. Yes, they did. It was not entertaining from any. It was a point where I, I think I turned it off in the third period because I was just like, "There's no point to it waste." Sure, my time. wasn't entertaining for my seats. That's for damn sure. Your, your expensive seats that you bought for that game. Yeah. Oh man, I felt bad for that one. Four nothing. You go back to San Jose. You're like, "All right, split. Do another split at best, and then." Well, I think you try know, to try to you know come bring it back to St. Louis and. You know, everything will be okay. What what bothered me going into game three wasn't so much that we had lost home ice advantage as it was the way we the way lost you, it. Yeah, mine was the way you played. They looked so bad in game two. Like, there there was no one spot you could point at and go, you know, we did that right. We the can fourth, build on the that. The fourth line, I think, was what. Yeah. And when you say the fourth line's your best line, like when people are saying the CPR line, right. we're so hyped about that. That's not a good thing. No, it's not. No. And I think that's what worried me. And then, you know, you go to game three, you know that San Jose is going to be up. Yeah. They have not lost a game on home ice yet in the playoffs. Yep. And so you knew that the Blues were going to have to come out and prepare for that initial push because it was going to be a big push. And it was like a repeat of game two all over again. They just got worked. In every aspect, and I think that's the game, game three, where I really kind of went, uh-oh. Yeah. We got and, problems. And Martin Jones and didn't have to do much work in game two. No, he game did Game three, not. he didn't have to do too much more as well. And the Blues lose 3 nothing. So back-to-back shutouts for Martin Jones. And, and in this one, Making him see, look like a rookie Patrick Waugh. You see um, uh, Brian Elliott get pulled. Yeah, Brian Elliott gets pulled. And Which you know, not on him. I, no, I, I don't think it is. I think, but there was three goals on fourteen shots. And Hitchcock had even made the point that it, you know there, there comes a time where you have to do something to energize the lineup, and sometimes the goalie pays that price. And it's not on the goalie, but obviously, you know, the Sharks had seen something or found something in in Elliot that they were exploiting. Yeah, which was the high glove side. Yep. what you're going for. And so, you know, you put Allen in. He doesn't leave. He doesn't give up any more goals, but the Blues don't score. And the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter who you have in goal. If you don't score goals in two games, you're not going to go very far in the playoffs. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko only has um, zero points. Zero points and only uh, four shots through the first three games. Yeah. And and I tell you what, that is all on Vlasic. Vlasic shut him down. And there's also part of it where I think he hit a wall finally after kind of carrying the team to a degree. But I'm, I not, taking any, I'm not taking anything away from Vlasic, who well, played very well. The other thing to think about, and it's something that you you would hope would not affect someone, but I was listening to NHL radio the week after we got uh, defeated. Ugh. Sorry, it's been a long day at work. Didn't mean to yawn. And one of the things that they brought up was, if you look at players over the last few years of the playoffs, you can see the difference in them immediately following when they have children. 
that you know he and I forget who it was who was on the air, but made the point that when he played, he goes and you could probably speak to this because you're a father. I'm not that when you have a child, especially when it's your first child, you go through a period of realizing your mortality and realizing that you are now not only in control of another life, but that your entire world around you has changed, yeah. and that it takes a minute to get your head back straight. And I, I, I wish I could remember the other players that he mentioned, but he specifically bro- talked about Tarasenko. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the timing lines up perfect because he has that baby before game two. Yep. And, and pretty much invisible the rest of the time. That whole series. Until it didn't matter. Until it didn't matter six. anymore. Yeah. So the uh, Blues, so down two to one. And we're going into game four, and you're like... It's down, much- down two to one, and to be honest, could have easily been down 3-0. Yeah, could have been bad, because the game one, it was just lucky that Clotero goal and yep. Elliott being amazing that game. Absolutely. To pull off the win. So the Blues need to come in here and come in like gangbusters. And Game four, Jake Allen and goal. Yeah, Jake Allen is now the starter. So yep. And that gives the Blues a life, and they win 6-3 to three and tie it 2-2. Boy, to two. did they look good. And they looked... Like a different team that they it finally looked like the up. team that it looked like the team we saw in Game Seven against Dallas. Mm-hmm. So they just came in waves. They crashed the net. They cycled. They were spaced out, and everybody moved as a unit. And that was the one thing in this series that that really bothered me was that you could see when they really buckled down, they were the better team. Mm-hmm. But San Jose. And I hate to say this phrase because I don't want to say that the Blues didn't want it. I think San Jose wanted it more. No, I agree with that. Like, there's no. I I, I still hold that the St. Louis Blues are a better team. I 100% in my heart believe that this year's Blues are better than this year's San Jose Sharks. I agree. But over the course of both teams are at top of their game. Yeah. The Blues, they weren't at the top of their game. That whole, maybe yep. that, that game, like literally game four, was their peak, unfortunately. And, and, and I think the other thing that you saw was um, our defense was dog tired, mm-hmm. especially the top end of our blue line. Yeah, Petrangelo and Bomey's. I mean, Petrangelo, I think, still played okay, but not as well as he played the first two series. Yeah. Shankirk just. Shankirk looked terrible. terrible. Bo Meester looked bad. Uh, Gunnarsson was okay. The young kids looked okay. Uh, Bortuzzo was. It was there. I, I'm I'm not a massive fan of War Two, right? So I'm not going to say how he played. But they Edmondson, just looked, Edmondson hit a wall finally and had a couple yep. of bad games. But so, they just looked rough. I think Pareko, he was so focused on playing better defense. Yep, he got. Um, and then what they did the whole changing with Bortuzzo coming in. I always remember that goal where he and Shankirk went to the same guy. Yeah. And then left, uh, God, I want to say hurdle, but I'm probably wrong. Uh, open on the left hand wing. And then he came in and just took a snapshot and scored, yep. open to scoring that game. And you're like, why did you go over there? But we're not used to playing with somebody. And, you know, that's yeah. what hurts. So 2 2, Blues are going back home. And you're thinking, okay, the Blues is unfortunately not played that well. No, they they're really three haven't. And five, they're three and uh, five going into this game. As good as this team was on the three road, six, three and five. Yeah, as as good as this team was on the road, they really did not handle business at home the way they should have. And you know, I, I remember when we recorded last, we talked about the fact that once they beat Dallas, the way everything had played out, 
the Blues didn't need to win another road game, and they would have won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. All they needed to do was hold serve at home, and they would have, and they would have won the Stanley Cup because yeah. they would have had four games at home in the Western Conference and mm, four, four games, games at home in the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup Finals. Finals. Yep. Um, God, and I think so we also too. we no also both game. made the comment that we mm-hmm. didn't think that this series was going to go seven. That we both said whoever wins Game Five is likely going to win game six, this yeah. series in six. And, uh, the Blues uh, did not want to do that, so they get smoked once again, six to three, and go back to looking awful. And um, Jake Allen, I would say Jake Allen did not have the best of games. No, Jake Allen didn't have the best game. You know, the thing about this game was the score is not indicative of the game because there were two empty netters in this. Two game. empty netters, yeah. I'm double checking because I was thinking that. Um, and I believe at one point the Blues had the lead in this game, if I'm not incorrect. Yeah, yeah the Blues were up 2-1 to one at the end of the one. Yeah, we went down one nothing, but they uh, came back and scored twice. We actually came up and actually uh, Fabry puts a 3-2 to two on the power play. Then we're actually tied going into the third period, and that's when Pavelski scored 16 seconds yeah. in. On and then possibly were, one of the best deflections I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, that dude had a, he literally had one of the best series of anybody I know. Yeah. If you want to pull up a highlight that tells you how destined the Sharks team was to win, it is that Pavelski goal. Because he reaches, I swear, like his arms are full extended and his stick is full extended. Mm -hmm. He's a good three, four feet away from his center body. And to flex that thing at a 45-degree angle back underneath Jake Allen's pads. Yeah, And, you know, that's just one of those where you look and you're like, what are you going to do? What do you, you could do everything right. What are you going to do against that? Um, you know, and that was really the difference maker because the, the Sharks shut it down and they got two empty goals to make it 6-3. Yeah. And the thing that uh, I made a comment about this series was San Jose star players stepped up. Stepped up. Like if you look at the scoring. Brett like, Burns. Uh, Brett Burns. Thomas, or Tomas uh, Hurdle. Hurdle. Thornton and Pavelski, Thornton, that line yeah. was pretty much unstoppable. This series. Yeah. If you look at anything outside of that, there was a couple goals here and there. Mm-hmm. But overall, like outside, you take out take Ward's goals. Yeah, I was just going to say Ward had a big one. He had had two in the get. He had three in the final two games. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you take that guy out and you take out the top line. I mean, you might have had a decent series. But I agree. You couldn't stop again, that top line. We're sitting here through five games now and no points for Vladimir Tarasenko. None. And he shows And up. he looks not only no points, Invisible. but just looks terrible like to the no point fight. that people are starting to ask if he's injured. Yeah. And then that where Hitch had to actually say he's 100% healthy. Yeah. I and mean, he looked awful. Like, you know, what happened, and then, like, he, he wouldn't battle for it. Like, no. he would lose it or a bad pass, and he just, like, would just start skating back. He wouldn't. I It got to the point where I don't remember if it was you and I or who I was talking with, and I made the comment. I said, I never thought that I would get to the point where I would say this, but Vladimir Tarasenko is more of a liability on the ice right now than an asset. Yeah. Because they weren't even double-teaming him anymore. Yeah. Like, he was just a ghost. Yeah, Vlasic, uh, it takes a huge credit to him for shutting it down. So Absolutely. Get his confidence low. And then he got a couple goals when it didn't matter. We were down four nothing in the third when he scored two of game goals six, right? In game six, and then they got and Dan got the, the hat trick. Two. Yeah, almost, and then got another at the end. But so maybe, like you said, with the whole thing, he, that's unfortunately when he maybe snapped out of his funk. But it was 
too late. And then yeah. the Blues go ahead and fall to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, four games of two. The Sharks now, just kind of like the Blues, where the Blues are maybe at the beginning of that, where the Sharks were. Yeah. The Sharks, like you look at Thornton, Marlowe, and all those guys, they've been going through this for years. years. Well, and, and they that finally was one broke thing, through. But and that's you, one thing that I've been telling a lot of Blues fans who have been bummed out. As I said, you have to remember something. Before the St. Louis Blues were the team that couldn't get over the hump and couldn't get it done, there was the San Jose Sharks. Yep, and, they and the Sharks were. have been that team for the better part of a decade. And they were to the point like this season where everybody was just like, oh, yeah, they won't go that far. No. Nobody even, everybody was pretty much writing them off against the Kings, and they won against the Kings I did. in five. I did. And everybody was like, oh, I had, I think I had. I think I had the Kings beating them in. I had seven. I had Kings in seven. I think I had, I think I had Kings in five or six. Really? Yeah. I thought it was going to be a tough series for them because I thought San Jose was playing better down the stretch, but I didn't know they made this good. No. Um, so, you know, con- congratulations to the San Jose Sharks. It- it's well earned. Uh, I-, I make no bones about the fact that I am not a, J- a Joe Thornton fan. Yeah. I think that he is a... The worst human being ever. What was it? What did Bacchus say? A waste of a human being. A waste of a human being. I think that he is a above-average skilled goon. Hmm. I think that he takes a lot of opportunistic cheap shots, um, and I think that he's 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 not Ty Domi bad by any means. Oh, but the dude, like he's just, I think that he's a dirty player with above average skill. Yeah, I mean he's getting former number one overall pick. I mean he's made a career of it. And yeah, gone, man. So. I mean the dude is. I mean he's been a how many time All Star? Yeah, I mean the guy's had a good career. I mean, he was a great career. Hall of Famer? I don't know about that, but he's had a really good career. I agree. So that he'd be one of those guys you have to think about. So Blues I think fall. him and Burns can both stop auditioning for Duck Dynasty anytime they want. Yeah, it's, that's super annoying because I hated that. And then Brett Burns with his uh, quirky uh, suits. Ugh. We get it. We get it. You're you're, you're, you're you're like Don Cherry. We get it. Okay. So anyway, San Jose moves on and faces Pittsburgh, and they fall four to two. And Pittsburgh makes them look at times like Awful. they made us look. And then I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, we had this series. Our, I don't know, our, man. Our friend uh, Mike was telling me the other night, he's like, this is the year, like, and I'll ask you, I'll, I'll say a statement, then I'll follow up with that qu- a question. Like, he says this is a year where I truly believe that they blew it. Like, if they like they had an opportunity in front of them to win a Stanley Cup, a legitimate, like, actual legitimate chance to win a Stanley Cup, and they blew it because they could have they he in his words easily could have beaten the, them. I think if they got by San Jose, they would have had extreme troubles with Pittsburgh speed. And I think it the way Crosby started playing pretty decent, and then they the couple of their like Kessel was great, great in the finals. Latang was phenomenal. Yeah, and then they their Murray and Net was yeah. playing very well. We had one okay game. The rest were stellar games. Yeah. So um, I I truly think. And then I'll let you answer. I don't think I think the Blues had a chance, but if I had to pick it, I think I would have said they would have fell to Pittsburgh in six. Um, when I filled out my bracket to start, I picked St. Louis and Pittsburgh in the final. Uh, I I agree that I think we had a legitimate chance to win the Stanley Cup uh, more than I think we've ever had, especially once we got to the conference final. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Pittsburgh would have been as easy a win as some people think. Yeah. Um, that said, the Blues match up historically in recent history extraordinarily well with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And our track record over the last few years is 
fairly favorable against them, I believe. Um, aside from I the believe one, this year they were not that aside well. from the one game. I think it was this year. Might have been the year where they we got just, shut out. Yeah, we just like laid a giant turd on the eyes. I think Crosby we, got, we caught that. Yeah, we caught them at the beginning of that, this run. Of them turning it around. When they turned it around, starting December, we caught them, I think, around that time. Yeah. And that's when they start rolling through people. If you look at, like, uh, like Corsi and some of the advanced stats, they were, like, they heads, were a machine they were, after they were heads and tails. Like after Christmas, above, they were a machine. Yeah. So, like, you do from January 1st or December, I think I saw a stat where yeah. their possession numbers were – it was a point Ridiculous. where they were blowing people out of the water – and they were, if you look at it, uh, I looked at some articles up at the beginning of the, the season just to kind of see. I, there were people actually saying, is it time to trade Sidney, Sidney Crosby? Yeah. There were articles written in, like, November about this, which is, blows me away. It's funny. And you those look same at him now, and that dude won, wins a con Smythe. Those same articles are being written so. right now in Washington. Oh, yeah. Um, Ovechkin right now, right? You know, I... I try to take my my fandom out of this. I think that it would have been a good series against Pittsburgh. The way that Pittsburgh was playing, boy, I don't know if you could put money on anyone beating them. Yeah. Um, I, I I think that would have been tough. Was there a chance? Yes, but I think I think Pittsburgh day, wins fought. that series. I though. still do. I mean, uh, and I hate to say that. I, what I think happened is, and I think you're seeing it more and more now, is. Teams out of the West are getting so beat up coming out of the West. The East is starting to catch up. Yeah. It's not like it was two, three, four years ago where there was such a dynamic difference between the West and the East that the best team in the East would be the, yeah, like, like the where, fifth team. Where, in ba- the where West. Boston was kind of like the one where they're like they're a Western Conference team. That's why they're able to run through people. And right, get, and then well, Vancouver when they beat Vancouver, Vancouver was kind of considered an Eastern team because they were more skilled than grit. What year was it where the number one seed in the East would have been like the fourth or fifth team in the West? It was two or three years ago, but yeah. So that that gap is closing. And I think what you're seeing now is St. Louis spent so much energy to get out of the Central, to beat Chicago, to beat Dallas, and hit a San Jose team – that yeah, they had come off of a seven game series against uh, against uh, Nashville, but you know they had had a, a fairly easy run of things in the first round. They were more rested, they had more in the tank, and they put everything they had into achieving that goal. And just we didn't have the reserves left. And the problem that ran into is once they got to the finals. They were gassed the same way the Blues were when they played in the Western Conference Final. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, so and I'll I'll ask you another question. This is your viewpoint. Are you not less disappointed? But it was easier to get over this year than in past years. One hundred percent, because we actually made that step. Yeah, and I think that's why. I was, I like, normally, I'm like a week or two guy where I'm really pissed and just don't want to watch any hockey. And, uh, I, and I usually don't even watch until the finals sometimes, especially when we're out in the first round. Right. I didn't watch too much of the finals this time just because of busy, you know, around here. But, um, like, I think I think after the next day, I think I was like, okay. I was uh, oddly I, I was very, with it. I was, yeah, I was very, like, yeah, very, that's a good good, uh, good analogy there. We're just, like, peace and, like, happy with the season. Yes. Where just, like, steps were made. There we, were There were so many – 
obstacles overcome in this postseason. And then all we the got out of the first round. Year. Yeah, I mean, just it. look at what we accomplished in the playoffs. We got out of the first round. There's a monkey off your back. Yeah, you beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. There's a monkey off your back. You beat the division champion. There's another monkey off your back. And you through the second. You get round. to the second. Get through to the third round. There's another monkey off your back. So there's four things that the Blues have not been able to do that got accomplished over the course of what three and a half weeks. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at and you won two game sevens. One at home against Chicago. One on the road against Dallas. Like that's a great run. Yeah. That's a phenomenal run. Yes, you fell short of the ultimate prize. There's a lot of room to grow left with this team, but. I was just, I mean, I was disappointed that we lost because I, I, I truly thought, especially the way that we looked coming out of that Dallas series. When we beat Dallas in game seven, I like had this. I told uh, my, our friend Mike, I was, when we were discussing it, I said, This could be it. This is it. And I'm like, I have like this weird feeling where every time we were out of, I'm like, in any game, the first two or after the first round, uh, even in the first round, even in Game Seven, we were tied two to two against Chicago in the third period. I was I, nervous as balls. I was nervous, but then I was uh, talking to my wife, and I'm just sitting there like, "She's like, are you okay?" And I'm like, "I think we got this." Oddly, I have this weird like I'm not as like th- I already threw up and everything. I'm good to go, and I'm like, but I feel like oddly like okay, like I was they not- they're playing they're like the way they played. I was like. They're not playing like idiots. Like they didn't, and they never like played like idiots. Like, in the they, like they didn't look into anything. Like the, maybe the first game where you say back and score the goal against Crawford, but I'm talking about like game seven. Like they were playing so well, and I'm like, yeah. they got this. And then when game seven for the Dallas series, I was nervous, but I'm like, I'm like, it's Carrie, it's Carrie Lutton. Like, yeah, you're gonna. And win. That's how I was, and you're like, they're gonna get this. And then when they came out like gangbusters, even when they got that goal overturned. And then they can Stassi came back and scored. I'm like, oh man, like yep. I looked at him and they were all cheering. I'm like, we got this, man. Like, yeah, he's like, don't count it yet. He's like, don't say anything yet. I was, and then we I, did. I was not, I was not relaxed at all during the Chicago game seven until that final horn sounded. I was like, they're going to score. They're going to score. Yeah. Um, the Dallas game seven. I was nervous just because I didn't want them to go out to the stars because I knew. We were a better team than them. That mm-hmm. team was bullshit. They had a, they had a lot of offense, but they were terrible on the back end. Yeah, and we had shown it that whole series that we were the better team. So I was I was nervous about losing, but I I was not scared that we would lose to the Dallas Stars. If that makes any sense, that does. Um, but I, I pissed. Yeah, I guess is the term. The last four years, I have been when we, when we recorded. Ooh, two, years ago, two years ago, two, we just like two years ago in Chicago. Yeah, and we recorded literally. Okay. So. Couple of news items already, which is kind of like for during the finals, it's kind of odd to have news items for your team, even though they're eliminated type thing. I agree. So um, it comes out that Ken Hitchcock is coming back for a swan song. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, or as uh, I think Tim from over at uh, Beyond Checker Dome is the hashtag is used. Hashtag is going to be Hitchcock's uh, GD tour farewell tour because he's like this. Oh no, goddamn. Farewell tour. Well, it is going to be. So, 
everybody's like, okay, well, we'll have Kirk Muller get ready to step in. And That's what I to thought. Go. And Kirk Muller says, peace out. And he goes to Montreal to be an assistant coach, where it makes 100% sense. It absolutely He's a captain of there. He did actually assistant, assistant coach there for four, almost five years. And he grew up in Canada boy and stuff, so it makes 100% sense. Yep, it does. So everybody's like, well, the Blues didn't, you know, the Blues scared him off with one-year deals and this and this. Shut up. They could have. It could have been, but I think it's more. So I think the word got back to him saying, "Hey, this Montreal is going to have an opening." And he came back, and I think that's a job he covets. Uh, the one uh, sort of surprise out of it was Brad Shaw decides to leave finally. Yeah, so now for nine years, nine years. And how many coaches? Three, three. Well, let's see. He just beginning. He's when they got back. So, Kitchen, uh, Murray, Payne, Hitchcock. Four. Four. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, there – yeah, so he comes – he's leaving, and he winds up actually just yesterday, comes back. He is on uh, Columbus now as an associate coach. That's not a shock at all. Well, with – he goes up to John Davison and uh, – Yarmo. Yarmo, the work with their defense. So, I think that's going to be a step back this year for the Blues because he was very good on defense. I'll say that much. Um, unfortunately, Ray Bennett's still there. That kind of makes me uh, – and Blues also Isn't lose. Is it weird to you that you don't get to pick your own assistant coaches? Yeah. Or I guess they runs it by Hitchcock and make sure it's okay. Because I think next year, which we'll get into, I think it's all going to. I think it's going to be a clean. You're going to see a sweeping change. I would imagine so. Um. So the Blues, some apparently had an, an offer out to Scott Stevens. I heard that. Where that I, you I, know, uh, Armstrong did confirm it that he did offer uh, one to talk to him about the job. But they didn't get any specifics because Stevens turned down and said other things going on. And that other thing was being an associate coach for the Minnesota Wild under Bruce Boudreaux. I don't know if Scott Stevens is ready to be a head coach. Well, he was the well, de facto co-head coach with Adam Oates in New Jersey for a while there. Which Again. was a weird – like he, Oates did the offense, he did the defense, which was very odd to me. Yeah. So, But he was on a – he did uh, NHL Network stuff for a while there. He, he just did. Seemed vic- I mean, he's intelligent. He's yeah. very intelligent. Yeah, so it would have been cool to see him just as an old, you know, a former blue type thing for one year that I was here. I was just going to say, th- this city's infatuation with Scott Stevens yeah. astounds me. I have I got his, like, one of the very few autograph appearances. I actually uh, have an autograph I, I actually found when I was moving, believe it or not. And really? Some of my stuff, yeah. And it was just says, to Jason, all the best, Scott Stevens, number, uh, I think he said number two, I think he I was. I think it's number two. And I was like, cool. Well, I didn't know I had that, but okay. That's pretty awesome. And uh, so, anyway, back to the stuff. The uh, new coaches now, interesting choices. So, the Blues go a little bit younger and uh, go with former Minnesota Wild coach Mike Yo. Yep. Which, uh, 42 years old, and it's been around the block, which is, I didn't know he had all his coaching experience already. Oh, yeah. He uh, was. I didn't know he was associate coach under Bilesmo when they won the cup in two thousand nine. Yep. I did not know that. So he was associate coach there for about four or five years. Went to the Houston Arrows. And back were, when that was the team. Yeah, and they were last in the league, and he got them uh, back to being a playoff team, and then to the conference finals of the Calder Cup. Mm-hmm. And then he got the head coaching job at Minnesota when they changed coaches. Yep, and, and, and did a decent job there. Yeah, and I think uh, he just – Got them into the second round two, twice. Two, two years in a row. He made playoff three out of five years. Yeah. So um, a couple people, like, and I agree, he's kind of a sort of – to a degree. Let's go with this. He has Hitchcock tendencies, if that makes sense. 
Okay. Defense first, tough, grit type guy. Which, uh, but I think he's going to be more of an. I think he's more aggressive though. Yeah. I think he more will push the pace more, which I think that's definitely the newer style NHL. Agreed. Um, a lot of people are bagging on it because he wore as welcome in Minnesota. Um, I read there's a great article by the Minnesota, I think a Star Tribune writer. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Mike Russo, and he basically laid it out that. Yo was stuck with the team he had because the management gave Parise Suter big ass contracts. All that money. And then they brought in Vanek, Palmville, all these guys with big contracts. And so, of course, he sided with those guys. And then apparently the younger guys hated Yo for siding with them. Yeah, but when you have that much money wrapped up in a dude, you have to play him. So then I remember the whole with Parise brought in Oates to the morning skate that one time. And um, so I think. It's gonna, I think it's a, at the end of the day, anyway, it's a good hire. I think you're going to get a guy that's going to get – basically he's going to have a year tutelage under Hitchcock, and then he's going to be the new head coach. That that part is a little weird to me. That's already announced. I think it's weird. I think I think it's one of those things that they already kind of – maybe Blues fans already like know it. Basically, that's what his role is yeah, going to be. I don't know if that needs to be public knowledge. Like, yeah, if do you, you want it, him to be the dude – Bring him in. Well, I guess. Okay, go ahead. You know, he and Armstrong could have the deal in place. But, A, I don't think you need to make it public. And, B, I don't think the players really need to know. Because hockey players tend to use their assistant coaches as confidants when there's a problem with the head coach. And they kind of act as the intermediary between the head coach and the players. Yeah. Well, a Herb Brooks. Right. Yeah. So... How does that work when the guy you're going to, you know, is going to be the coach next year? Mm-hmm. And let me play devil's advocate. What happens if come February, mm-hmm. Hitch gets a bug up his ass and goes, you know what? I want to coach one more year. Yeah. What happens? Well, the Blues signed. A, he only has a one year contract, so the Blues say sorry. I guess you know. You know, I mean, and, and or kind of sucks. Or the other thing that people have brought up, which I think is a, definitely a valid point. What happens if? Let's this say team February. The teams, let's say the team's tanking, and then they kind of look at Yo like, okay, let's get rid of Hitchcock, just promote Yo now, or they tune out Hitchcock's message and start listening to Yo over. I mean, it could happen. Hitchcock, it's definitely happened because Yo and uh, Hitchcock. Remember when uh, uh, they were in the playoffs two years ago? Remember yeah. they were going like he wasn't. Hitchcock was not happy with what Yo, some of the stuff Yo was doing. I agree. So, but they apparently worked it out, and Hitch had his blessing and stuff, and that's it. Just went from there. Um, in regards to Mike Yo, I think it's a good hire. What I like about it is you are bringing in a coach who knows and understands the Central Division, has had success within the Central Division, and specifically knows how to beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Minnesota Wild went five and zero against them this year. You know, granted, they haven't had success in the playoffs, but until this year, neither have the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Um, I I think that the learning curve for him will be minimal. You know, he knows the team. He knows the teams that they're going to play against on a regular basis. I think that, you know, between that and the fact that he's going to have a year on the bench before he takes the reins will make the transition easy for him. I just wonder and worry about how that transition happens. Yeah. 
I think it's going to be interesting to see if the style maybe is mimicked more towards what Yo wants to do. Yeah. Like he'll start to be more aggressive maybe. I'd be kind of curious. I know that Armstrong said in the, uh, the presser after the series is over, they want more speed. And he said there's more speed in the NHL now. Well, Agreed. No, so um, that means guys like uh, Laterra, Patrick Berglund, guys like that are don't have the best of speed. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen there? So I'm kind of curious. So I think at the end of the day, we both agree the the Yobes is going to be. I'm okay with. I it. think I'm okay. I think it's the best of what's out there. Honestly, there's yes. not too much out there. Agreed. So I think you can try and wait till next year. But what happens if nothing happens next year? And well, then you're and stuck with yeah, nothing you know, you I can mean, get, you know. And remember, this is a team that last year, before they ended up re-signing Hitchcock, did the dance with Mike Babcock. Like, we're open about the fact that they were talking to and courting Mike Babcock. Yeah. Um, and didn't get him, and then brought Hitch back. And Hitch is cool with it. You know, he only wants one-year deals, and that's fine. And he's even said that he's done coaching after this year. He hasn't said he's retiring. He said he's done coaching. Yeah. Now, does that mean that he's going to move to a front office job? Is he going to move to broadcasting? A scout, maybe, or something like that. Who knows? Um, but it's going to be an interesting year, both on the ice and on the bench for the Blues. Yep. So and the other coach they bring in is uh, Rick Wilson, who's going to run the defense now in Brad Shaw's place. He was he was on the coaching staff when Hitchcock won the Cup in Dallas. Yep. He's kind of bounced around the league in Minnesota, Washington, and a couple other places. So his last stop was in Minnesota with Mike Yo. Okay. So kind of makes sense to bring him in. So, but. You know, so that's the first Blues news I guess we have. So. I tell you, you know, one last thing on coaching that I I think, and I get if you're a coach, you don't want to rely too heavily on, you know, other people and, and necessarily, I won't call them outside sources, but people outside of your staff and players. But you have three Hall of Famers in your front office. One at forward, one at defense, one in goal, who are at your facility every day for work. Mm-hmm. How you would not utilize their knowledge to disseminate to your players. That's true. Think about that for a minute. You have a team that on any given day could have Brett Hall, Al McGinnis, and Martin Brodeur giving you tips. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, part of me is like, agree with you on that part. And other parts, like, do they feel like they would be interfering with the Well, coach? and that's the million-dollar question, you know. But it's interesting to note that during that, was it the San Jose series or was it the Dallas series mm. where um, Hitch would not openly name who was going to start the next game? Um, it was the San Jose series where he was just like, I don't know, we'll see you, I'll let you know tomorrow. And – and he said that it was Brodeur who went down and talked to Elliot and said, hey, man, shake it off. It happens to all of us. And he, and Brodeur went back and, and reported to Hitchcock and said, he's fine. He's good to go. Yeah. And that was the deciding factor. So I think from that point of view, you have an intimate working knowledge of people recently who have had great deals of success in hockey, in all three of the positions that you need to worry about on a hockey team. And I think that that is, that is a resource that I would like to see the Blues tap into more. Yeah. So so all coaching staff has now decided. So 
one uh, one injury coming out of the playoffs too, which pretty much we kind of figured. You figured it thought it'd be like something about Vladimir Tarasenko. It is not. Alexander Steen has to have shoulder surgery and won't be ready till October. Reevaluated. Reevaluated. October. October. Yeah, that's uh, that's for reals. So that, that's a real out, injury. He could be out till the beginning of the season. Maybe miss the first handful of games. Yep. or so. But I'm glad they just got taken care of right away. I agree. So. And it sounds like surgery went okay. It, it sounds like everything went routine and as planned, which is, you know, that's that's the best you can hope for. Yeah. So then the Blues have made a signing. So who do you think they signed? Troy Brower? No. David Backus? No. Jaden Schwartz? No. Uh, Dimitri Yaskin? Yes. So Dimitri Yaskin gets a two-year extension. Coveted, coveted RFA, yeah, so Dimitri Yaskin. For uh, two years at $2 million, so a million per year. That's not bad. That's fine. He's that's- going he's gonna to be a replacement for one of the two first guys I named, Bacchus or Brower, because both are not coming back. So he's going to take the place of one of those two guys. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, look, I, I think that he he was decent in the playoffs. He had a couple of great games, especially against the Dallas Stars. Um, and he's a guy who, if, if, if it, nothing more is a very serviceable second, third-line guy. Yeah, definitely a third-line guy for now. If he blossoms more, great. He's only 22 years old. Yep. So, I mean, he's got plenty of time on him. So, I'm fine with it. Good signing. It doesn't take a lot of money. It wraps him up. He's a, he's a solid commodity with lots of upside. So, hey. That's my daughter. Nothing. You're good. So... Only a couple of signings there. So basically, we'll wrap it up for this one, and then we're going to do a draft special, answer some off-season questions, yep. and do that type of stuff in, in our next podcast that will be posted closer to draft time. And then, are you in town for the draft, or are you out? The when 24th is the draft? Or 24th, 25th? Next weekend. Yes, I'm here. Okay. So depending on how things are, we might do a draft, our usual draft special, and watch the first round. Sure. And uh, make comments as we go. I might try to see if we can get some more people. We'll do maybe like a roundtable deal. Yeah, that's fine. For a live draft. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, we'll wrap it up here. So, Oh, you- we forgot one other big piece of hockey news from this week in St. Louis. But- so Monday night, um, <laughs> there's a... Uh, you know, there, there's there's been a few leagues around the around town that, that, that still play, even though the Blues are eliminated. But um, there was a, a very very big uh, free agent acquisition that happened on Monday, and that was that um, my hockey team, the B team, pulled Jason Martin out of retirement, much like Martin Brodeur, and threw his big ass and goal. And all Jason did in this first game back was sweat a lot and get an eight nothing shutout. I did a yeah, shutout. It was uh, interesting. I, uh, however, sweated a lot. Got a handful of assists. Could not put one in the net. If you <laughs> if you gave me a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, like you had a couple shifts that were kind of crazy. That I'm like, oh there he goes. No, that didn't go in. No, that ain't. Oh yeah, there he goes. No. I got a couple of assists. Yeah, assists out of it, which is good. It was a uh, it was fun. So I like, have yeah, my. Came out of retirement for my brief floor hockey uh, career, and I got shut my first ever shutout. So I was kind of a ever that I've ever played hockey. So it was very interesting. It's pretty awesome. So I guess the other will very small piece of hockey news that will do that uh, on Saturday in your neck of the woods, out of the Madison, Madison Square Garden, out in uh, St. Charles, yep. O'Fallon ish area. It's going to be the first, I guess, second annual, you want to say, now Memorial Stand uh, Ponder 
inline tournament. Yep. Our friend Jeff Ponder, uh, his father passed away last year from cancer. So um, he's having this little tournament put together and completely full, which I'm very, very excited that it got full. Um, due to my ankles being god-awful, I cannot skate anymore. I tried my hardest because I really wanted to play. Uh, I'll be up there helping out, though, taking the score. And I believe they're having a bunch of stuff, of raffles and stuff. Uh, so matches in the Square Garden starting around 3 o'clock on the – will that be the 18th, 18th of June? Go check it out. Um, come by, and there's going to be, like, raffles. There's going to be pucks for sale from the – like, in shirts and a bunch of other stuff. And if you just watch some guys play hockey – you can come say hi. I believe another podcast, the Drop Podcast, I believe, yep. um, is going to be doing their uh, thing, a live uh, podcast. So, uh, so it'd be a very cool thing. So, I just try to say not that. to get thrown out like I did last week at the Wayne Gretzky camp. <laughs> do we want to tell that story, or do you want you can tell sure? It, Go ahead. Go um, so, I'm obviously a huge Gretzky fan, and I have since the brief stint he had on the Blues been trying to get his autograph on. I have an authentic. Uh, St. Louis Blues, Wayne Gretzky jersey. And last year I was out of town, so I missed camp. But I was reading on the website for the camp that you can come and hang out and watch the games. Yeah, and he may stop. I know that he makes cameos a couple times a week. Yeah. So I wasn't going to spend the whole week there because, A, that's creepy. Get there. Between the second and third period of the final game, out in the lobby of the Hardy's Iceplex in Chesterfield, they start setting up for like a pizza party and raffle and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm just kind of walking around because I've been sitting for a while. And I go and I look at the table and stuff. They're going to raffle. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then I'm making my way back to watch the last five minutes of the game. And I get confronted by just, I'm assuming a dad. A hockey dad. Because he's not wearing anything that says Gretzky School. He's wearing nothing that says Hardy's Iceplex. And he gets in my face. And he's like, so, uh, hey, man, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm watching hockey, man. He's like, you, you have a kid here? I was like, no, dude, I'm just a hockey fan. I'm watching hockey. And uh, he's like, well, you know, this is a private event. And I was like, it's a hockey camp. It's not a private event. I go, but, you know, don't worry. There's five minutes left in this game. I'm just going to watch the game, and I'm out. I'm not going to try to get in on your pizza party, dude. Like, I don't care. I'm good. I'll, I'll go buy lunch down the street on my way home. Yeah. And he won't let it drop. And he's like, well, you know, we, just, we have a lot of kids here. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. It's a hockey camp. And you're sitting there like, what is he doing yeah. this for? You're and like, then he goes, well, you know, there's just a lot of kids here that are unsupervised. And I was like, I just go, look, dude, I am not going to snatch a child snatch and, a make, grab. and make a run for the exit. Like, number one, I'm not that fast. Number two, I think you would see me if yeah. something the size trying. of Bigfoot yeah. took off for the door with a kid. Like, kids, kids screaming out the door. I, I think you're going to see me. Yeah. Oh, good story. And you text me that. And you're just like, I almost got a fight with you at Hardy's Iceplex. And I'm like, for what? And you told me the story. I just couldn't stop laughing. So I just left. I was like, you know what? Wayne isn't showing up. There's five months left in this game. It ain't worth it. I don't want to get into it with this dad. Yeah. Because Lord knows how many other dads are like, I got your back, bro. Yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to go home. Uh, good stuff. Funny, funny stuff. Only happened to you, too, of course, of anybody I, would, anybody I can imagine, too. Like, I could see it happening to you. Which is I, odd, but just whatever, true. man. Like hockey dads, chill out. Oh, that's that's how we that's how hockey dads are. Anyway, so if you want to get a hold of us uh, on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, and yours is at Hossapalooza. Mine's at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. Uh, if you like to email us, I constantly forget to bring this up. 
constantly. Blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Email us any questions, show ideas, complaints, praise. Praise would be great. I like praise. Sure. Go out to iTunes, rate us. That'd be fantastic. That would be awesome. Yeah, since we had to get since we lost all our ratings before, since I, I let it lapse. Yep. We had We're starting to over from scratch. Start from scratch. So if you want to go out there again and give us some praise, yep. Or to tell us we suck. Either way, I'm, give us a review. Give us some stars. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can give us five stars. One's you know one. I prefer five. Just to be you know I like confidence boost for me. Hell yeah. So, and uh, yeah, also we're on the Facebooks, Facebook, the Twitters. Yeah, we're on all that good stuff. We don't need to be on anything else. Like, no, you don't need we don't need Instagram. Us. We're not a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> Correct. But anyway, all right. Well, we're going to let you guys go for now, and we will be back with our, let's go, draft preview special. I'll talk to you guys next week. See you.